0: On today's episode, following up from last week, I speak with Dolores, a communications graduate who has found herself in deep struggles due to the pandemic, but not deep enough to not smile or to pat herself on the back every once in a while. Dolores also shed some light on an experience that I had at the beginning of this pandemic, an experience that is all too common for her marginalized group. I hope you enjoy. Kind regards, Nick. So just ma- Dolores oh. Rodriguez. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, Dolores. I'm Nick Corey. Hi, Nick. This is Free Interviews. Thank you for redeeming yours. And
1: thank you for doing this.
0: Um, what's been on your mind lately?
1: Uh, on my mind? Um, I, no, I didn't watch the last debate. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to, but I have been watching the ones before that. Uh-huh. And I'm going to go to a computer and catch up with the last one. Nice. Um, but like everybody right now the election which is incredibly important and other than that um, the state of our united states which i love dearly i am a united states citizen Um, i've always been very proud to be one Uh and i've been uh, one of the uh, citizens that takes a lot of pride and has worked really hard to not only become a good citizen for myself and for Um, choosing a career and making a better life for myself, but also to contribute to the country and really make something um, worthwhile and be proud of our nation. Mm. And I think right now we are all at the brink of um, changes that we really need to be very careful of. Mm. But it means a lot to me to be a United States citizen and to see people like yourself and to hear wonderful young women like you just said before in the interview before that. And it gives me a lot of hope for our future here, um, for the United States of America, that we can continue uh, to be a leader Mm. in the world and become a beacon, like we were before, of hope and light. Um, And it really means a lot to me. Unfortunately, right now, uh, times are very difficult. Um, I find myself unemployed. Mm. I find myself homeless. I'm an educated United States citizen. I've got degrees. I've got a lot of experience. I've worked in many different types of industries and um aside from accepting responsibility for some mistakes i may have made a long time ago which Mm. should not become a factor in it i ask myself every morning why am i in this situation and i should not be there um so it's tough times i know that with the pandemic i am having this conversation with a lot of the people like myself who are professionals who find ourselves outside of work right now a lot of industries are closing down. A lot of businesses have closed because of the pandemic. Mm. There's a lot of loss. There's a lot of um, illness. Mm. And I find myself having this conversation over and over again. And what I'm trying to figure out is what the best way is to open up America again to opportunity, yeah. to possibility, and to into um, dreams.
0: Yeah. What um, do you—and we can go into as much detail as you like, but uh, what Thank you're you. comfortable with— um, were you uh, out of a job before the um, pandemic or after?
1: Um, I was uh, just a few weeks before then, Yeah. Uh, I lost a job, but then this was already creeping in. Yeah. This was already part of the, the thing. It hadn't gone to the point of shutdown yet, mm. but it had become a big part of the place that I was working in. Sure. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't working in what I've been educated in and yeah. what I love to do.
0: And you said you but, liked communications. You studied communications, right?
1: Um, I did take communications in school. I went to Loyola University. Nice. Um, and my, my, the funny thing is when I started taking courses there, they gave me like 20 classes of communications. And I was going into business uh-huh. and I was going into paralegal so I said why do I have to take all these communication so many. courses what are you, I'm not you know in in that field mm-hmm. but then I let them explain to me I took it that they understood best what they were doing this is what they do and you know what I didn't end up regretting it and one of the best things that I do now is I am very able to communicate in a positive way mm-hmm. I learned a lot a lot about how to do it the proper way mm-hmm. and now I love every other courses that I took and it's amazing when you communicate well and you learn to communicate the proper way, how much it expedites and it opens everything up around you. Yeah. And I never realized that until I went to Loyola, so thank you, Loyola, for that. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you to all my communication teachers. I miss you very much. And I apply all the skills and the technical uh, knowledge that you gave me every day. And I am very grateful, thank you.
0: What type of ways uh, are beneficial to communicate and what type of ways are not? Like are there, is, it, is it as much rules as much as like learning and exper- Like, just taking each conversation as it comes? What are some of those things you learned?
1: Um, I think lately in what we're doing right now with this pandemic, um, which has caused a lot of stress, I see a lot of people who have shut down. Mm. Um, I see a lot of people who have become very negative. Mm. Um, and it's understandable. There's a lot of fear, uh, but I think right now what we need to do is communicate, good communication is both sided and it's open. And like the young ladies before me were saying, sometimes even when you're hearing things that you're not exactly happy to hear, give that person the oppor- uh, the opportunity to at least speak and then give the, yourself a chance to not just shut them down or negate them mm-hmm. but try to understand and then try to communicate your beliefs so that it becomes a win-win situation and not one side loses and not the other side loses or one side gets attacked or the other side gets attacked mm-hmm. it becomes a uh, goodwill on both sides and Even if at the very least you come away with a little understanding of the other person and where they're coming from and their beliefs, Mm. at least that is a step better than just hating and naysaying and shutting them down.
0: Yeah. That's that's really interesting. i love yeah I, lo- I wish i had taken some communication classes i didn't but <laughs> I, t- I was should. i, yeah, I yeah you know it. i still can someday especially yeah. in
1: the field that you're in you true should. <laughs> true
0: i took i was a graphic designer so i learned how to uh-huh. communicate on a page versus
1: right. <laughs> I, I have a design background too and it's amazing um we'll let this ambulance go by <laughs> yeah yeah let's hold i uh I went to what I, I'm very proud of what I've accomplished in my life. I went to Lo- I was working full time. I went to Loyola University mm. already and got a, man, a business management degree. I became a paralegal and I became a certified translator in Spanish. Um, and I took leadership classes. On the other scheme of things, when I was younger, I went to the School of the Art Institute and I took design classes and I took uh, photography. Yeah. And I previous to that, I even did uh, fashion design. So I am very happy to have developed both sides, Mm -hmm. the abstract and the logical. And now what I do is I meld everything together. And I'm very proud of being able to use both sides Mm -hmm. of the mindset Mm -hmm. and the way the brain works. Um, and it's helped me incredibly right now. I'm just trying to put the word out there that I am looking for work in and in, in order to be able to apply all these wonderful talents and skill sets that I have. Mm.
0: I mean, qualified in probably a lot of different settings as well. Right. That's the interesting thing about things like communications and photography and all really forms of art mm-hmm. is that they can be applied in so many different industries.
1: Exactly. And, um, I think, um, when you have, um, a sound background and foundation you were able to have apply all of that to these different flat platforms and I think the old way of thinking was that you either were one in one industry and that's how you did your whole life and that's where you stayed uh-huh. and now the the wonderful thing I see about this pandemic is that it's opening up us to to realize that you're able to take this 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 and this piece of the puzzle and guess what you can open up a whole new picture Mm. and make it a whole new jigsaw puzzle and it's it's just as viable and just as effective Mm. and the pieces fit just as beautifully because now we have to see things differently than before this pandemic hit us
0: yeah and I mean that's that's how arts in particular it's kind of always been when you have like your different um periods of style of art right right and that is the innovation right is the excitement of like taking things that either do exist and then putting them in a new uh, perspective looking at from a different angle or just in creating a whole new way of
1: right and before it was always, oh, you're an artist, but you have a business manager who handles your business for you. Mm. And now what I'm telling everybody is, no, you're an artist, but you handle your own business. Yeah. There's no reason that you can excel both at the same time and bring them together. Mm. And you uh, are one force to be reckoned with. <laughs>
0: yeah. it is, That is interesting, too, because we, I think sometimes as artists, too, more specifically, you condition yourselves to think, well, I'm, what is it? Right brain is art, right? And left brain's right, more exactly, uh, logical, logical right, and such. Or, or F- oh, well, I'm not right. a business guy. I've never taken an economics course and all this stuff. And even like ec- uh, economists were like, well, economics is like incredible. I don't even know like all the things about economics, but like I know my portion of it. And so if you just learn like a little bit of accounting or really just business management and then you're also good at communication, you can meet other people who are stronger. Then you build your team if you're able to do that. But you can exactly. also push yourself through until you need to possibly, right? And that's what right? it
1: became. Um, I went back to school already as a, an, an adult professional, more mm. of a mature person, and I challenged myself because I, a lot of people would never have done what I did. I was in an art background, I had been an artist, and I had been working and thinking a, a certain way. And then I challenged myself and I said, you know what, you're going to go do this now and achieve this as well. Um, and, I, and luckily, Um, thanks to a lot of help from the um, professors who gave me a lot of support, and to my peers and some of my colleagues that I went to school with and some of the groups that I worked with. Mm. Um, But it was also a a personal challenge for me Mm. to be able to set that goal and to be able to accomplish it. Um, So I'm very uh, proud of it, and and now I just need to apply it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so what's that process like, applying for a job or finding this community of work while being in your current situation of Well, right being now homeless. it's
1: tough because there's so many things that have shut down. Yeah. And the thing that I'm doing for myself right now is I've worked a lot of jobs sometimes, and I'm sure you have too, because bills need to be paid yeah. because you're out of work for a certain amount of time. The stress starts to set in and yeah. you have to work and you have to take care of the bills and you have to keep a roof over your head and food Uh in your belly and sometimes that overrides it and what I'm trying to do at this point in time is really concentrate on going to work and doing something that I really love Mm. Um, I've started an entity called enrich and breathe Um, I don't intoxicate I don't inebriate I enrich and so what I'm trying to do is take everything that I've done and meld it all into a concoction it's a heady concoction of herbs uh, blossoms Uh, remedies, libations, uh, business, social justice, the sacred and the divine. Mm. And it's all for the betterment of humanity, especially now that we're all coming through this sickness and this loss and this illness that's closed everything down and so Mm -hmm. many people have shut down and they're hitting depression and they're dealing with illness and loss of family members and loved ones. Uh, Sometimes your businesses may have closed, some people may have lost their homes. Mm -hmm. Um, What I'm hoping to do is counter some of that and really try to heal um, really try to help make people healthier, feel better, and try to remain positive and optimist and be motivational and inspirational, especially mm. in this, these difficult times that we're having right now um, yeah. on a global scale, basically.
0: That might be one of the most uh, robust I- <laughs> plans. And it's
1: ambitious, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's
0: amb- ambitious is how we make change, right? Exactly. exactly. But that's one of the most robust plans I've heard to kind of fixing the... American either dream or lifestyle of like, cause it isn't, it isn't just um, like jobs or the stock market or, or, um, obesity and all these like, like it's everything together that really affects like the, um, I don't know, what's the, I don't know if it's like the interwoven, I agree. you know, yeah.
1: I agree. And everybody's walking around, I feel like everybody's walking around with like a knot inside right yeah. now. And, um, it's all about trying to at least have, conversations and even if it's just a few minutes where you sit down and tip a really uh, sip a nice cup of herbal tea that's really going to help you feel better and it's going to boost your immune system it's going to rev up your metabolism it's going to open up your gateways and your synergies Um, Mm -hmm. even something like that even for those few minutes I think it's very helpful and beneficial and it's going to help us regain our sanity yeah (laughs) And even though sometimes, uh, even those few little minutes, I think, uh, I call them um, serenity moments, I call them citrus moments, mm. um, I call them tea or coffee moments, those little moments that make define who we really are and make you happy, mm. at those moments I think is really what we need to expand and try to help each other out and support each other mm. and make it a part of our lives so that we don't forget what really matters, what really makes us happy. Those little tiny details that makes us who we are. Yeah. And um, just makes us better as, as human beings and as, United, and as American citizens.
0: Yeah. Where do you see this movement you're creating to be a at-home thing where it's like people will like no, do this I'm at home or, or like a place? I'm trying to turn it
1: into a, um, a business. I'm yeah. Tra- I'm definitely trying to turn it into something where I can make my uh, livelihood from it, Yeah. but I don't want to degenerate to the point where I sacrifice what it really is just for the, se- the sake of generating profits uh-huh. and um, making it for that. I really want to keep a balance um, to make it what it, what I, my intentions are, but I would like to be able to apply it and be able to make a liv- a, li- a, li- a livelihood off of it, yeah. to make a living off of it. It's I really would. That's like cool. I said, at this point in time, it's become very important for me to, to concentrate on doing the things that I really love and I'm yeah. really happy yeah. and define who I am because then I can turn around and take that and try to um, expand it to other people as well. Mm.
0: I don't think we have enough places, if really any types of places that are like that, where it's... I mean, we have, like, obviously classic bars, pubs, and pubs are almost the closest you'll get to a place where you can have conversations, right? Because if you picture, like, the London ones, where it's like, you had artists back in the day, like, just right. shooting the shit type of thing and talking and talking about what's going on and in the world or their, their town. But, like, the, the closest thing I've come to that is being in Amsterdam and being at the coffee shops there where people are smoking marijuana, where it's, like, it's a place where, like, you're ingesting, first of all, a, a substance that is calming you, right? So you're you're at peace and it's a very calm area. But we don't necessarily have, besides, like, maybe tea, tea cafes, right. we don't have a place where we can really be uninhibited with our minds and not be in a different state and be thoughtful and talkative right. and be like, how like, and Just take your yeah. time,
1: Like that's why I call my business Breathe, where you can actually take the time to take a deep breath and just be for a little bit. Um, I'm hoping to be able to customize coffee and tea blends mm. For the person, say you come in and you say, I've been suffering from migraine headaches. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I know what, what herbs and aromatics and, and teas are gonna be able to help you with that. So for those few minutes, we customize these blends for you. You imbibe them, and like you said, you're able to take a few minutes, even if it's a half an hour or a 45 minute break, and you're it's a whole different type of, of being. Um, but it, what makes it difficult right now is that I understand our politicians are trying to combat COVID, And with the shutdowns, um, it makes it really difficult. But what they don't, and I understand they're trying to, right now COVID is a huge enemy of ours and we do have to tame the beast that it's become the virus and we have to save lives, I understand that. But I don't think what we're understanding is how it's affecting us, the negativity and the closures And uh, just take your stuff and go and go to a window and just take it you don't even really have a chance to interact or absorb the environment of these great great little tea houses and these great little cafes Mm -hmm. anymore because they just can't because they want to fight this disease Mm -hmm. but I don't think we're understanding the impact that it's giving us and our psyche and how much it's impacted us and um, the effect that's going to have going forward in the next few years if we have to keep challenging ourselves with this virus for years down the line how it's going to affect us as a society and as human beings Mm. this impact of shutdowns of closures of no bathrooms Mm. of you know take your stuff and go and you know deliveries only and stay at home and there's no um, exchange because we're trying to keep this uh, from it spreading. Yeah. And yet, unfortunately, it continues to spread. Right. And now we're dealing with the spread of the disease and all of this closure that's affecting us, I think, and our psyches as well. Mm. So it's really, I think we really have to be very careful and really um, turn it more into a little bit more of a dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and try to keep it so that we're not profoundly profoundly affected for years to come without even realizing that some of this damage that we're incurring mm-hmm. may become a permanent fix yeah or, or fix to us yeah you know what I, I, mean?
0: I mean it definitely affects the way we kind of live in a community together right. and i mean being i'm only 25 so i haven't like i've my understanding of what community is and how different it's become mm-hmm. is very different from like someone who's lived here longer than I to see where how communities come and, and maybe ebbed and flowed, but I mean I feel like even before COVID the idea of community kind of seems to have fallen and I'm not sure if that's a mixture right. of like just politics that divide us whether it's issues that divide us whether right. it's smartphones social media which
1: yeah unfortunately it plays into it too segregation does. it's been
0: already oh yes yes
1: unfortunately it's unfortunate um, and I think um, it's become a bit more now that I am in the uh, part of the economic realm where I've never been in my life, mm. where I am considered below poverty level, mm. and I would never have believed to to be there, to yeah. be honest with you. Uh, now I see uh, there's a huge flux in between people believing that someone like me, because of the circumstances that left me there, I am no longer a human being worthy of any type of respect or decency mm. or even my rights mm. as a US citizen. Sometimes people feel free to just totally obliterate And uh, pretend that I don't even have rights, and I think it's a really dangerous slope that we need to really address and consider because um, due to circumstances beyond my control, and to unfortunately a lot of the things that play right now in America in our society, and unfortunately this administration that we have that believes in just shutting things down rather than investigating further, um, make things work for people, have contributed greatly and I do ad- admit to some of the responsibility but I have been working really really hard to keep going forward and nothing's going to stop me yeah. that, that is my responsibility but when I just keep getting no's everywhere I go then you know there's a problem then you mm. know it's beyond your scope mm. and beyond what your responsibilities are
0: mm. one thing that I, I didn't I failed to bring up in the previous interview was when we were talking about voting and voting for yourself or voting based on like well this affects someone else I'm not sure if it's always been this way or if we've gone away from it a little bit more. Is this idea of you're not necessarily only voting for yourself or you can only vote for yourself and what will affect you. But into this idea of community and voting for someone who like understand seeing that empathy that you have for someone else. And understanding, well, like if this person's elected, then this will affect them inherently.
1: Exactly. And it's hard to see. And I'm trying to be diplomatic here. Yeah. Um... Because unfortunately, there is fallout and there are effects. And as the young ladies were speaking, there are attacks. Um, this administration has conditioned us to, ex- to make it acceptable almost to the point that if you are not agreeing with this administration and their lack of empathy and their lack of sympathy and the way they just handle uh, situations that we mm. don't like, mm. uh, the aggressive factor, the hostility factor, sure. they're trying to make it seem like it should be accepted and that this is the way we want the United States to be. And I, on my end, I'm just, this is my personal belief and my personal opinion. I don't agree with it at all. Yeah. Um, and I think we need to maintain a very high level of dec- decency and respect and humanity um, and empathy towards all of each other right now because we're all going through a really really tough time with this uh, situation yeah, not only with COVID, but with the The election and the unemployment and everything that's hitting us right now It's a really really tough time and I think if we at least try to keep that in mind and give each other a pat- I, I pat myself on the back sometimes because mm-hmm. nobody else is gonna do it <laughs> have to. so you know once in a while pat somebody in the back. And yeah. Let them know that you're Yeah. Doing <laughs>
0: <their job>. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we all we all Thank need you. to Thank you yeah. for the pat in the back. <laughs> yeah. I think and this is something I've been hoping will come out of the the uh, pandemic and it seems to somewhat, but not necessarily with this administration cuz like you said it's much right. easier much much easier to shut something down and then research why it's Right. How could it better work? Like leaving the H uh, W, the W H O type of thing is like a plan. Yeah. So, I like,
1: mean, don't get me wrong. I understand the importance, and I I know that our our leaders got caught off guard. It's just something that came sure. uh, out of, the, and it's unprecedented. It's something that's never been dealt with before. Mm-hmm. And I know they're doing their best, but um, I really think they need to listen to us a little bit more too. Um, they clamped down and they shut down, yeah. and they just, and I know why they're doing it. Believe me, um, I know they're saving lives. But at the same time, like I said, they're not taking um, into consideration the effect that all of these rules and regulations yeah. um, and um, enclosures are doing to not only our psyche, but our financial and our emotional and our professional well-being as well. Yeah. And it's really um, kicking our B-U-T-T. <laughs> yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's It really is. It's really tough. Um, but I, I try to maintain a sense of humor. I love comedy. Yeah. Uh, I love all the art, especially when there's levity. Uh-huh. Um, I think laughter and, and, and um, keeping levity and not making light of a situation, but maintaining a good sense of humor about yeah. things helps a lot. Being positive, being motivational uh, is also very important. It really does. And I think um, our politicians should... Uh, keep that in mind.
0: <laughs> I do think that this is also when some of the best comedy music performance comes out of, right?
1: Exactly. exactly. It and comes I out mean, of mowing. I'm a big fan of all of it. The, uh, yeah. uh, the dramatic arts, I love opera, I oh. love uh, the blues, uh-huh. all types of the ballet, all uh-huh. types of dance mediums. Um, I think it's really important to keep all of that. Um, and I know that it it's difficult with all of this going on, not to get into the darkness mm-hmm. of things and to go into the dark, but we have to keep the light we have to keep it light too. We have to be able to let people smile and let people laugh, yeah, and let people feel happy uh, because we really need that right now I think it 's really important uh mm. to to lift people up mm. and make them feel happy and light, yeah, you know what I mean yeah <sighs> what um
0: <laughs> i i, I... This is something that I've. The, the homelessness issue is something I care
1: and deeply thank for about. And you letting me speak out. Of um, course. A lot of people feel that homeless people should not even speak anymore. They feel that we shouldn't be on the streets anymore. They don't want us in certain establishments. They don't want us in the libraries. Mm. They don't want us in restaurants. Even to the point that sometimes I've had money. I had sometimes when I got the stimulus um, yeah. money, I had money, and believe it or not, there were times I went into places and I showed them the money, and they just refused me service, I hate even that. though I had money to pay. Now in the United States of America that I've grown in and I participate. In. I've worked my whole life. I've paid my taxes. I've contributed to the system. Mm. I've always been very proud. I've, I'm educated. I'm skilled and I'm trained and I've always contributed to the United States. I never thought I would see the day where I would go into a business and they would refuse my money, yeah. refuse to give me service and tell me to leave. Yeah. And they were very negative and hostile and aggressive about it. That's and so... I just, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And this is not the United States that I want. So I am challenging everyone, and I'm trying to be diplomatic. I'm not trying to be conflictive. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be argumentative. But I'm, ple- I'm telling everybody, please, in the kindness of your heart, if you're a business owner or if you are in any type of service industry, please keep it in mind and try to be kind and respectful. And remember that everybody at this point in time deserves dignity and respect and kindness. Yes. Um, whether you're sick or whether you're well. Whether you're rich, whether you're poor, mm-hmm. we all deserve it right now. We really yeah. do.
0: When I uh, at the beginning uh, of this pandemic, I was living in Lakeview, mm-hmm. and uh, nice, nice neighborhood. By nice the way. neighbor. <laughs> I had just moved here, and it was like my starter neighborhood to understand what Chicago right. is like to a degree. Uh-huh. Um, but I there was this restaurant that I had gone to often uh and it's owned by like kind of like not surly old men but by men who are like (laughs) the classic kind of like working in like the food industry they've worked there for a long time and they just do their they make their food and they're just that's their thing um but there was a homeless person outside of it and I was like what can I get you while I'm going in that's just something I try to do generally often and he he came inside with me and then I asked him what type of drink he wanted and then the workers said no you have to get out you have to go now and so i don't know and this sucked because there was also a police officer behind me who literally didn't intervene at all and and i mean it's a form of discrimination obviously and it's also perhaps this this person who is he might have been annoying like annoying customers from perspective of like uh it's just like a business thing where you don't want that which is to a degree fine but like to even, it just really infuriated me that I was turned away from doing this thing, this small thing I wanted to exactly. do, and it was.
1: It... And you know what? At that point in time, you were also being negated, yeah. and you were, all, and what you were reacting to was the feeling that this homeless person gets all the time, yes. where they told you no. Yep. And you have every right to go in and conduct business and and ask someone if you want to bring someone in. You know what? Sit down and have a cup of coffee with me. Yeah. You know, they told you no. And so what you were reacting to and all these feelings that came up in you was because they were doing the same thing they were doing to him. They were shutting you out, too.
0: I've never thought about how that's that one. uh, That one experience is something that someone will have maybe every waking moment of their life for a period exactly. of time
1: and it's unfortunate because a lot of people feel that they have a right to just uh, negate over and over again um, and like I said there's just no need for it mm. and now you understand the feelings and the way you it, it all comes up yes. when that happens to you especially yeah. when you're, own, you're in your own community in your own neighborhood yeah and, and you, I mean it's, it
0: really is it's unbelievable yeah
1: you sit there and you think what's happening yeah this is not the United States anymore. <laughs>
0: and I'm happy I don't live in Lakeview anymore, really, honestly. Because it is, I mean, not that necessarily Wicker Park or Bucktown's any different from a perspective of maybe it's been gentrified mm-hmm. and, like, cuts out certain people who aren't able to afford things. I do feel in this area there is more opportunity to discuss and there's a little bit more art and culture and music right. and, and stuff. there's a
1: huge range of prices and yes. of different... Um, So it gives people more opportunity to pick and choose, which is really important in all of the neighborhoods, I think.
0: I mean, I'm just... Wherever I live, I want to be in a place that will stimulate me and allow me to give opportunities of getting outside my world. Mm -hmm. And while it's... This is a somewhat start, I think, to it. And I think, obviously, you have this free 606 area that, like, anyone can be on. That's Uh a really great opportunity for people to meet and connections to form.
1: Right. And that's one of the nice things about Chicago. I mean, we... Really, um, it's a a wonderful city, I was born in Chicago, Mm. Uh, I'm a Chicagoan, Uh, but uh, right now we're all going through a really, really difficult time and I just ask our mayor and I ask our governor um, to uh, please keep in mind uh, consideration and kindness, empathy, respect and dignity for all of us. Mm. Uh, We're all in this and we're all in this and we're all trying to do the best that we can and we're all trying to get forward. Um, So please don't don't shut us down, Mm. don't shut us out, don't ignore us, (laughs) don't, you know, stomp us down, we are trying to help you as well, try to get through this as well, and I think it's really important to know
0: that it's a give and take we all have to be looking out for
1: each other right. no and, matter what we're all looking for the win-win we all yeah are. we all
0: are whatever so. degree that is too it doesn't mean you have to literally provide for another person or it just means eye contact conversation and just like this connection that and a lot of it's so simple in a lot yeah. of ways and it's also perhaps where we've been conditioned to oh well like that's scary they could like mug me or they or i could have this situation or i'm afraid how i'm gonna react what if i say something wrong and you know it's Right. There's a lot of fear in it, I think. Right,
1: And unfortunately, I mean, they stole my phone. I went in to get a cup of coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. I came out, my phone was gone. Jeez. It's unfortunate that somebody would take the time to do it. I understand there's a lot of stress and a lot of people are, uh, you know, financially poor. But it's something that I would never do. I would never consider mm. taking something from a homeless person, no matter how tough my situation was. And I just sat there and sat for a few minutes and tried to understand, put myself in a position where I would be capable of doing something like that and I just couldn't even understand how someone like that would would be able to do something like that yeah Um, I just couldn't so there's times when I sit here and I really am quite boggled but again I love the United States Um, I think we still have our potential here and I think we really all need to pull together and try to just bring out the best Uh, and we've always done that before and I think we need to just uh, strap our boots on again and do it again Yeah. Awesome. so thank you so much Nick it's been wonderful and thank, thank you, you for so doing much. this by the way I think um, I wish you really the best of luck thank you uh, I'm going to look forward to uh, uh, going and tapping into your podcast yes absolutely and good luck to you I hope that you do get to travel around yes
0: and good luck to you I'm and, sure and that something's with with coming comedy.
1: down good luck with your comedy um, good luck with your other and, uh, uh, and believe me um, it, while some people may tell you it doesn't make sense why are you doing a podcast with interviews and then you're a comedian and you're all over the place and you're scattered brain don't let them naysay say you and just go for it. And then before you know it, it'll all make sense it all comes together beautifully. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you very much. How a wonderful
0: day. Yeah, Thank peace. You. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. This has been Free Interviews with Nick Corey. If you want to get in contact, you can follow me on Instagram at Free Interviews. Or as a reminder, I'll be in Austin, Texas for the next week and I'll see you on the street. Talk soon.